This is Wetlock, my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife. Join me on my journey as I bring you crazy stories, informative facts, updates on my husband, advice from my family and friends, and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system. This is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Well, yesterday was my birthday, guys, and I must say I really enjoyed myself. Um, Although I was not in Miami as planned, which I have been doing um, every year and trying to go every three months, my cousin ended up driving down here and kicked it with me the whole weekend. My best friend threw me a surprise dinner where her sister, Jasmine, came and provided all the decorations. She had her looking really pretty in here, guys. Um, Her friend who also does the cooking. Guys, the food was amazing. When I tell you I'm a funny eating person, I don't like my food to touch. Um, And... All around, I do not eat a lot of stuff. But when I tell you guys this food was amazing, this food was amazing. I woke up this morning wanting this food. It was delicious. We had a really, really good time. We played Jenga. We talked shit. I mean, it was it was super, super cool. And I'm really glad that um, I was able to experience, um, experience that. And it created a memory for me. It it definitely created a memory um, that I will cherish because Miami is something we do all the time. um, But this is definitely something that goes in the memory book for me, especially because my best friend is not a birthday person. And trust me, she's going to remind me of that every time she gets the opportunity but she's not a she's not a birthday person i'm big on birthdays i love birthdays i think that your birthday should be your national holiday it should be celebrated because it is your footprint on this earth um your blessing your gift to be here should always be celebrated so I had an amazing time yesterday and it's still my birthday now i will say i am completely tired Thank God I'm not hungover, but I am really, really tired. I think I drunk like three bottles of Bel Air. I am now hooked on the Bel Air Blue. So today has kind of been like a lazy day for me, but I'm definitely still in celebration mode. Um, My husband was amazing throughout this whole entire week. Really this whole entire month. His countdown started January the 1st. But this week, he stayed, he just stayed in birthday spirits with me. And I'm going to be honest, like, I love my husband. I, you, y'all know that. Y'all know I love my husband. Um, I have given you a thousand reasons why I love my husband. But let me tell you, my husband definitely is my soulmate. Because anybody that can be as excited as I am, I am about my birthday is definitely my soulmate 
he was so excited <laughs> about my birthday. Um, every day he was putting a smile on my face. Yesterday he called and saw me happy birthday like two different times. The night before he saw me happy birthday, you know, and with him being away, he just created all the things that we would be doing right now if he was home and he was just so happy. He was just so happy, guys. So yesterday was a great day. It started off kind of bad. Um, I was not in good spirits. A lot of things had been going left um, up until up into my birthday. And I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it because it wasn't the same feeling that I've had last year and the year before that. Um, so I was kind of down. I'm not going to lie. I was extremely down. Um, and of course, by my cousin being here, she definitely pulled the funk up out of me, you know, and, um, she, she, she was a major part of me getting kind of out of that yesterday and really day before yesterday. And of course my husband was too, like, he is just everything to me. Like he really puts me in a good place, in a peaceful place. My husband has um, changed me in a positive way when it comes to my temper, when it comes to my responses, um, his attitude of just brushing stuff off, you know, not dwelling in the bullshit. A lot of those things have helped me. I probably would respond I probably would have responded to a lot of negative things that have come my way that have been said towards me. Um, you know, recently I had a situation that kind of left me confused with a friend and I just let it go, you know, and, and that is not like me. I am normally the person that is going to snap. I am going to tell you how I feel. I'm not going to be fake about it. And my husband is, he just brings a, a different sense of peace to me that's very hard to explain because he is not like, he doesn't play. My husband doesn't play. So I don't know if we balance each other out. I haven't figured that part out yet, but I do know he's definitely brought a sense of peace into my life and... He makes me so happy that I can't even get mad at anything. And that's the honest to God truth. Like, not even him. I mean, it, the madness lasts for like 24 hours. And and after that, you know, it's it's over. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he he definitely helped try to, you know, get me, get me back in line, get me back together. Um you know, with, with, with what I was feeling the past couple of days. And of course, you know, my best friend coming through and, and giving me an amazing night last night that I laughed the whole entire time. Oh my God. It was so many funny memories within last night. I recorded everything. So I am so appreciative of, um, of last night. And, um, yeah, I'm walking into 44 with a big smile on my face. So I am, I'm good. I am good today. I'm good today. Um, my topic of the day is just really about just how 
much I have changed with being married. Um, you know, I've said before, this was something that I never really wanted. Um, and at one point in my life, never really thought was even going to happen. So to experience this, to have somebody that really loves you, somebody that you can, you know, you can grow with and laugh with and just have this bond. Like it's so, it's just so amazing. I really can't put into words, but if you were around me and my husband, if you hear how we are over the phone, it's a breath of fresh air every time. You know, that bad patch we had last week was just something that I know, you know, has to do with where he is. But I mean, it's he puts I mean, it's 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 just different. It's different and it's so hard to explain, but I will say this as far as the changes that have come into my life, I think about a future past myself. You know, I've always thought about, you know, my niece, my nephew, my mom, my brother, you know, things like that. But growing and building with someone, um, my level of happiness is so different. You know, I working in the club for so long you build this wall up you know you have this hardness about yourself you're very guarded and the past year I have just been so freeing and so happy and no stress in my life. Everything has just been so wonderful because I have somebody that's loving on me um, to a point where it's contagious. Like, it's, it's, it's truly contagious. So my, my relationship, my relationship is what started to change me. It started making me you know, feel a sense of love I never felt before and um, feeling this craving of wanting to be with this person, to grow old with this person, to build with this person and nothing jeopardizing it. Um, somebody asked me the other day, you know, well, why are you just now, you know, telling people that you're married and what people don't realize is and I've said this before, I'm a very private person, but that choice, as I explained before, was because I wanted to dwell in it. I wanted it for myself because in actuality, I was kind of waiting for the bottom to fall out. Again, I mean, I've experienced some relationships that weren't good, that failed, and within a certain amount of time, it's like that's been the expiration and and I kind of know within that time frame like up oh, I know this is about to end pretty soon so I don't want to say I didn't want to jinx it I just wanted to have that moment um uh, for myself to just kind of be happy within it and I didn't want anything to um to jeopardize it you know um I've I've had people who to get to me or try to hurt me. They go for things that I care about, things that I love, people that I love. And I just, this, this is, this is a love and this is a person that 
I was not willing to share with absolutely anybody. I, I just wasn't because I was, I jumped into, um, protective mode really, 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 really quick because I love my husband and this is my life. He is, he is a part of my life and, um, I am just so happy and so blessed that he came into my life because it definitely has changed me. It's made me a happier person. It's made me look at life differently. It's made me want differently. It's made me love differently. And um, I can only hope and pray that, you know, I'm giving him exactly what he's given me. You know, he tells me all the time, I'm the best thing that ever happens to him, how he loves me so much. You know, and this is just a different type of love. It's like we speak in the same language to each other and it just feels really, really great, you know. And um I just know I'm in a different place. I am definitely in a um in a different place. Um I've always been very responsible. My priorities have always been intact. So it's not those things that, you know, had to improve or needed room for improvement. It was more the emotional part of me. Um, even with me tapping into emotions, you know, I'm really not an emotional person. You know, I'm very, I'm like a light switch as quick as I'm on, I'm off. So, um, it's actually given me a understanding of really what a marriage really is. You know, you can't really walk away. You have to work things out. You have to compromise. And, you know, you, you learn a few things when you're, when you're in a situation like this, you know, just about love, the unconditional side of love. And I am extremely happy. You know, I am extremely happy. Um, and I just cannot wait. I cannot wait for my husband to come home and we can really start, you know, the, a life together, you know, in the same space. I know we'll probably get on each other's nerves. Lord have mercy. I'm sure we are. But then again, I don't think that we will. We're like two kids. Like we're like two kids around each other. And I just think life is just going to be so fun and so full um, with him. Not to say, you know, again, we won't have you know, relationship issues, marital issues, as everyone does, you know, I'm never going to paint this painted picture with the house and a white picket fence and, you know, all these type of things. But I also think because I'm older now, a lot of stuff rolls off my back, you know, a lot of things you kind of put in perspective, the older that you get. And a lot of things just don't deserve the attention. So, I don't, I just, as I said before, I can't see me and my husband really having those, those moments. And we're both excited to, um, to get this life started together. You know, although we're, we're in, we're in a life together right now, you know, but there's stipulations and roadblocks and, you know, a few obstacles or whatever that's in our way. So it's not 100% how we both want it to be. But for what it is right now, I am extremely happy with my husband. And like I said, it has definitely changed me um, for the better. Definitely for the better. Um, and I have had a few people, you know, to ask me certain things about the podcast and 
you know, my insight on why did I start it and, you know, just the fact of me discussing my business is really tripping people out. But I stand on what I say and, you know, I want to really reiterate that so that people can understand this journey of mine is to really show the good side of being with someone incarcerated the love that me and my husband have you know every guy is not a bad guy every guy is not trying to manipulate you or take something from you you know you guys have heard all the prison stories i'm quite sure they show them on tv especially with the relationships and what happens when people come home And I wanted to show a different side of that. I wanted to show a side of what really goes on emotionally in the day-to-day, financially in the day-to-day. I wanted to, you know, take you guys on this journey with me to just experience every step of the way with me as I grow, as I learn, and just to hear my happiness, you know. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, are spectators. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have something negative to say. And we all know Rashida does not care about absolutely any of that. But I also feel a little slightly that I have something to prove as well. Because you have people around here that have painted this perfect picture of their relationships and, you know, um, their husbands or their wives. And, you know, they paint this perfect little picture. And we all know that their picture is not perfect. We all know that no relationship is perfect. We all know that behind those walls of that home, everything is not what it appears to be or what they want the outside to see. And... My marriage, my life is me showing you, hey, you see the ugly on the outside. You see what's going on on the outside. Let me show you the inside of the ugly versus someone showing you the inside of what they have painted to be so pretty on the outside. And that's very important to me. That is extremely important to me because... um. No one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. I can honestly say that my husband for me is the total package. I am attracted to my husband. I think my husband is handsome. My husband is very smart. He's very articulate. Um, I feel safe with my husband. And most importantly, it's not, I'm not settling for my husband. This is not a settling type of thing. This is not a thing where I'm like, oh, you know what? He's the better choice for me or for my lifestyle or he's the security for my lifestyle. He, he is everything that I want. Um, and it's not a settling type of situation. So the picture that I paint is going to be exactly what it is. It's going to be a woman that's really happy with everything about her husband outside of him being incarcerated. Um, Outside of that, that's it. That's it. You have people that are miserable <laughs> with their husbands. 
who might have everything in the world to give them. You know, you, you might have the husband that, you know, on paper is everything, but you're not attracted to him. Um, you're the sex is probably horrible. Um, you probably cheat. Um, so many different things play into those situations. So I wanted to show you the outside of that house that is not attractive, but what is going on on the inside. And this is the inside of my house. This podcast is the inside of my house. It's not pretty. It's not pretty on the outside right now, you know, because of where he is and the different things that we go through. But you're getting the inside that's filled with so much love, so much understanding, so much care between two different people coming from two different lifestyles. Um, What love really does and how you function when you really love a person, the things that you're willing to compromise on, um, all of those things is what I'm trying to show from the inside of my house and as well as making people really aware of what's really going on when it comes to the prison system and our loved ones that's in the prison system what we go through as the family members as the wives as the children of these inmates that are incarcerated you know, I, I, I'm trying to also paint a picture for people to understand that when you are judging someone because of where they are, you're forgetting about all the people affected within that situation. So that is something else that's very important to me to put out there for people to actually understand. Um, you don't even understand the, the trauma that some people have gone through in their lives to even get to where they are. You know, a lot of people are abused. A lot of people, you know, have dealt with some terrible things to get them where they're where they are. So I want to humanize these type of situations. Um, and again, by no means have I said it before, am I trying to sugarcoat anything or I'm trying to, you know, make people look at inmates as, as these wonderful people, you know, based on what they have done in, in situations like that. I'm not glorifying prison, nor will I ever uh, glorify certain people who have committed certain acts like child molesters and different people like that. Um, so this is not me glorifying prison or me glorifying saying every prisoner is just the epitome of a wonderful person or anything like that. Um, it is my journey of love and it is what I want you guys to experience with me. And so that's pretty much my topic of the day um like I said I am exhausted (laughs) so I am giving you like the little bit of energy that I do have but 
I am so in love with my subscribers and my podcast that, of course, you know, this is a part of my life now. So I have to bring you these episodes no matter what. Um, That is my promise to you for subscribing to me on this journey. So I thank you guys for joining me. I thank you for tuning into me, me, but today with me, this is episode eight, guys. This is episode eight. I can't believe I've done eight episodes. Um, And I'm working on so much new stuff along with this podcast. I'm excited about that. And of course, throughout the different episodes, you'll hear me talk about different things that I'm doing. So so much more stuff to come guys but thank you so much for tuning in and again this is episode eight thank you so much time guys so guys today I'm gonna do something different um I am going to read you some of my love messages <laughs> from my husband um like I said he's been so excited for my birthday to come he has been telling me happy birthday every day since January the 1st or telling me how many days I have left until my birthday I am like so excited when it comes to him because he just be like in my brain like we share the same brain sometimes I promise you if I'm happy he's happy um if it's if it's my birth like like with my birthday like he's gonna say baby I'm gonna eat me some cookies and milk you know because it's your birthday like it's the whatever I experience my husband is experiencing with me and that's why I just love him so much because even though we are apart we are together like he experiences things through me um and whatever I'm doing on the outside it's like we try so much to make it and experience with him on the inside so and and I'm loving it I'm just loving every minute of it so today I'm gonna just read you a couple of letters I mean not letters but some of the emails some of them I cannot read because who it's that ethical effect baby it's the ethical effect my husband be saying all kind of stuff so I I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna get into all of that but The reason why I'm going to share some of these is because my husband at this point is very aware that I tell the podcast listeners and subscribers pretty much everything. So now when he says certain stuff, he says stuff like, I already know you're going to tell the podcast. I'm just sitting here thinking about how you're going to tell the podcast. I'm crazy. So he already knows um, I'm going to tell the podcast. But anyway, so I wanted to share some of my emails, guys. And again, some of them, if I get quiet, that's because he's said some freaky shit. And I have to, um, you know, kind of go through it to make sure I'm um, saying some appropriate things. 
So this one was on the 27th and my message to him was that I love him. And he said, I love you right back, my love. And if I was home, your birthday weekend would be spent doing whatever your heart desires, the biggest. I don't know why I keep thinking about that damn balcony in Miami that you told me about, but that has been on my mind. And we definitely would be bringing in your birthday on that balcony. But I know life is bigger than sex, but that's all I can think about, <laughs> my my love. Sorry to be so simple right now, but so simple, so freaky, I can't help it. But I did say whatever you desire as well. That's what I'm saying. He is so crazy, guys. He 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 can't stop. He just cannot stop. So on the 27th, um, this message, he says, countdown for my baby. Oh my God, happy birthday to my love. I wish I was home to, to really turn up with you and enjoy your day so you can really get loose um no matter what it is just do it so within this message you know he's extra so he's extra um so yeah so we're gonna go down a few lines and um basically he just says just really i miss you and you already know i can't wait to hear your voice again i'll be pulling up asap so yeah that that message was pretty long but it was it was pretty long with some very inappropriate things so i'm not gonna get into that one okay this one was on the 28th and he says love to love you happy birthday my love and the one on my birthday just want to send you just want to send you my heart on this special day it's all yours love please enjoy and be glad it's a spectacular moment damn i can't wait to wake up on this day in the future with you glued to my chest oh see see why i love my husband okay this one was also on my birthday I'm about to eat some cookies and milk for your birthday party. <laughs> Just got through talking to you in my head. Told you to relax and enjoy this day. Missing you like crazy. Already knowing that I can't call you. Shit is just crazy. Well, please take me some pictures tonight and turn up for and turn up for me. Fuck no, turn, I'm sorry. Turn up for your nigga. No, fuck that. Turn up for your husband. LOL. Talk to you later. He's so ratchet, y'all. But he likes to be. He, he calls himself ratchet. So I'm not like being disrespectful when I say my husband ratchet. He calls himself ratchet. Um, This message is just wanted to say happy birthday one more time. I was in the room writing you a birthday letter. Beautiful. Love you. Love you. Love you. Baby, after I'm done cleaning up, I'll finish your letter. Love you. Good night. Enjoy yourself. And that is pretty much all i can share out of those letters um but again guys he my husband is crazy like he knows i tell the podcast everything but it's the it's the messages that he sends me and i mean yesterday he sent me so many emails and called me so many times because he wanted to share that day with me as much as he could in any way that he could so, other than that, guys, my husband is, my husband, 
and he's well aware. He's well aware of everything that goes on with this podcast. I mean, he still feel like he needs for me to edit the bologna sandwich saga. Anything that he feels like I'm not telling his side of the story truthfully. Although y'all know I'm telling y'all the side of the story truthfully. He just don't like to admit that I'm telling the truth. But he he wants his side told. So if it's not told the right way, that means I got to come back and edit my whole entire show. But we're going to get him on this show uh, sometime next week or whatever. So he can say whatever it is he needs to say. Because he swear I'm lying to my listeners and everything. I'm lying to y'all. I'm not telling y'all the truth about a bologna sandwich or, or nothing. So, yeah. But this week, my husband has been wonderful. He's been so wonderful. Um when it has come to my birthday and he's made me extremely happy like I'm gonna be honest with you as much as I want to go to Miami as much as I want to do all those things last year I was in Miami for my birthday and we had just really started um our relationship and this time around it feels so different because I, all I could think about was I want my I wish my husband was home. I wish my husband was home. Like now I'm getting to that point where I'm ready to share these experiences with him and I just cannot wait. So from last year to now, there has been a major change um with me and and how I feel about my husband and how I look forward to to everything that um we are going to share. But yes, guys, all this week, my husband has been turned up about my birthday. Um, he wants a, he wants all these pictures. Let me just tell you, the other night, me and my cousin, we I, I think I drank two glasses of wine and I passed out. And I told, I was like, babe, I promise you, I got you tomorrow night on my birthday. You know, but last night... It was so cold outside, guys. I mean, like 26 degrees or something crazy like that. And after I had those two glasses of wine, I just passed out. So I got some making up to do with these pictures. I done had to lie to him, y'all. Oh, my God. I already lied and told him I took some of them. So, But the crazy part is, the first thing he said is, baby, I'm your husband. I know when you lying. <laughs> And it's crazy because he, I know when he lied to me, he be like, stop doing that. Stop acting like you know me because we are, it's like we are one. I'm telling y'all, we are one. Me and my husband are one. But guys, he's been amazing. He was amazing this whole week with all his messages. And I love, I love my husband. I love my husband. And hey, that's all the story I can give you guys today because it's all about me. It's still my birthday. So this whole podcast is going to be about my birthday. So, all right, guys. Guess what? Time for the meme of the day. The meme of the day. Because when he's on the line... The whole world stands still.
Absolutely. When I tell you I could be driving and reading directions on my phone and all the directions go out the window, everything stops. Everything just simply stops when those phone calls come in. And I know some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, if you want to check out the meme of the day, they are posted on the social media pages. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast and Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. Now it's time for my favorite part of the episode. Updates on my husband. My husband is amazing. He's doing great. Um, Outside of the fact that he has run out of minutes, guys, he is so mad right now. So he cannot call me until next week, I believe, but he can still email. So that's a good thing, which still means that I will still be able to talk to my husband um, every day, not, you know, hearing his voice which is going to be a downer for a couple of days. But being that I can still communicate with my husband is okay with me. But he's doing good. He is great. Um, He has celebrated my birthday with me in his head, over the phone, through the emails. So he made my week. He made my day. And... He's amazing. He's an amazing man. Still on 23-hour lockdown. Um, but he's in good spirits. He's in great spirits, as a matter of fact. He is now an orderly. <laughs> My husband is an orderly. So he's excited about that because he can move around. So that is a wonderful thing. I'm so glad that he's able to move around. It's so important to me. Um you know, for his mental and just to be able to move around, period. You know, this is going on almost two months, as I told you before, that he's been on this 23 um, hour a day lockdown. So I'm just glad that he's being able to do something else outside of just sitting in a room, um, thinking, 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 and, you know, going through those motions. But my husband is great. I read you some of his messages, his emails. I kept saying letters, but his emails. And um, he's still excited about this podcast. He's really excited about the podcast to the point, again, like he's always making reference to it now. So he's definitely, um, he's loving it. He's loving it because I love it. And he's always giving me... um, advice and different directions um you know where to take the podcast so what can I say I'm a lucky girl and again thank you guys for continuing to keep him uplifted um continuing to have him in your prayers it is very very appreciated by the both of us and That's it, guys. That is the update on my amazing, loving, and handsome husband. And we are going to continue on with episode eight. (laughs) 
On today's Serious Note Facts, I wanted to talk about the economics of the American prison system. And I know you guys probably remember a couple of episodes back, I spoke about myself and my husband spending roughly $10,000 on emails, video calls, and phone calls. And it got me to thinking a lot especially after I went to go pick up my husband's property and within his property was all the receipts from his commissary, which pretty much probably totaled about 10,000 as well. I didn't quite do the math on it, but I kind of ran the numbers through my head as I was putting them in order from um, year to date. And Again, as I'm counting up these numbers, I'm counting up, you know, phone calls, I really started thinking to myself, how much money does just one, one inmate spend or pay into the prison system? And it also got me thinking about how these holding facilities are making a lot of money because they're very temporary and they're going to get as much milk out of the cow that they can while the inmate is there. Which brought me to another thought. When inmates are incarcerated, they are stripped away of their freedom and away from their families. They are provided a certain attire that they have to wear. They are given three meals a day, although grossly detailed, as I did in one of my other episodes. And they are provided somewhere to sleep although uncomfortable these are the amenities that they are provided now for the standard inmate who maybe doesn't have family or has family and really can't afford to properly um assist in helping their loved ones the actual inmate still is provided these Amenities, which I'm going to call them, for free. On the other hand, you have the inmate that has the family that is doing everything that they can to communicate, especially if they have children, um, assist in, in, in commissary, assist in providing, you know, um, variety in in what they wear you know socks and just different things like that you have inmates that have family that are financially trying to carry that burden with their loved one that's incarcerated and it led me to really trying to grasp that I am trying to grasp how is it that not just the inmate is doing time, but the family at this point is doing time too. And in my opinion, 
the time for the family is just as hard as the inmate that's behind the walls doing his time. When you're out, you know, trying to have a job, paying bills, taking care of yourself, taking care of your kids or whoever you take care of, and you're also trying to help your loved one. Now, I know you guys have noticed that my sound has definitely changed. If you're looking to start your own podcast, go with Anchor, guys. They show you how to record, edit, publish, and earn money from your podcast. Just go to your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store and search for Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R. Now back to the show. You are now taking on stress. And I do not think that when inmates are sentenced that the families are being considered. Because if you give someone 10 years, we're talking about 10 years of somebody's family financially struggling and trying to make a way to help their loved one incarcerated. And I do not understand how that is fair. I don't even understand how that is even rational and it's not going to be from a person who isn't thinking about it from a business perspective as i continue to think about this all i kept thinking about was each individual inmate is a product is 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 a dollar sign is a check because if you're getting about twenty thirty thousand dollars off of one inmate and just let's say two three years my husband now has been incarcerated for almost three years now so let's just say roughly so far he has he has spent thirty thousand dollars okay my husband technically has about maybe five more years to go. So we're talking about another $30,000 per year just off of him alone. My husband is incarcerated. So that money, that money is definitely coming from other people who are paying tax dollars to turn around and give to a prison. Just like any other inmate. I don't care if the inmate is in prison and has money or whatever the case may be. You know, having money, your family paying the money. Me as a wife, you know, my money is my husband's money. My husband's money is my money, but it is still going back into a prison system And it is ridiculous to me because it makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. You give them 
a place, you give them clothes, you provide them food, but let's just say, hmm, well, that's not good enough. So since we can't really make any money off this person, how do we? How are we going to make the money? This is how we're going to make the money. We're going to charge for phone calls. We're going to charge for um, commissary. We're, we're, we're going to charge a dollar for something that's 25 cents in a store. Um, but if they get a job, we're going to pay them 86 cents an hour. It makes no sense to me. So, so the inmate really can't even afford to really take care of themselves, even within the prison system and definitely not coming out the prison system. So in return, the family is doing hard time just as much as the inmate as their loved one and i haven't really gotten deep 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 into it as as much as i want to um right now because there is a lot of research that i'm still doing uh, even on some of the topics that i already brought up before because i still want to be able to revisit them as i said before as time goes on i'm going to get better and better with this podcast meaning that even my topics even my research is going to improve. Um, it's going to be a little more in-depth. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have people that I'm going to interview that's going to come on and talk about these things. But for now, for now, the, the things that I have researched, I will just tell you that this, this is definitely... Um, a money making business it is definitely new age slavery and i feel like the people that suffer the most are the families because they are trying to make sure that their loved one is okay that they're you know that that they're able to call home that they're able to at least have some type of good food outside of you know food that rats are crawling on so the inmate is not the only person that suffers here. The family actually suffers um, just as much. I mean, we're out here in the real real world. Bills alone can be a stressful situation. So you're trying to already pay for your bills, but now you're trying to figure out how to also aid your family member that's incarcerated as well. And, you know, some people can say, oh, well, they shouldn't have did it. You know, they don't deserve this, that, and the thing. You know, we, we can we can come up with a lot of different scenarios on how to make excuses for the situation. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, it's ridiculous that they're making this type of money off of people who are supposed to be going to jail um, to be rehabilitated, to learn something different so they won't do something again. And yet... It is taken, it's taken away from families. It's taking food off of people's plates. It's causing financial strain on families. And these people are getting rich on a hourly basis. So I did a little research and one of the articles that I have is really, really long, guys. Like I'm telling you, I, I actually had to edit um, this segment because it was so long I I just could not keep reading it was it was really really long but I want to throw some numbers at you real quick 
excuse me, I have the hiccups. I'm sorry, guys. But I want to throw some numbers at you real quick. Um, I have a chart that below, um, there's research about various economic factors of incarceration. How much does the criminal justice system cost and who pays for it? How well funded are prisons and jails? What are the economic impacts and origins of mass incarceration? Do certain programs in prison after people's economic well-being are released? See the reports below to explore the answers. Now, here are some key statistics. In the U.S. government, expenses on public prisons and jails, 80 Point seven billion on private prisons and jails, three point nine billion. Growth in the justice system, nineteen eighty two to two thousand twelve, adjusted for inflation. I'm sorry, inflation is three hundred and ten percent. Number of companies that profit from mass incarceration, four thousand companies. Annual cost to families of prison, phone calls, and commissary purchases, $2.9 billion. And I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going, to, I'm going to insert this thought. Previous episode, I explained to you that myself and my husband spent about $10,000 on phone calls. And for a little backstory, I'm going to say this. In the beginning... When myself and my husband were communicating, we have been communicating the entire time that he's been incarcerated because we did do business together for his entertainment company. And also because we were friends. Um, our phone calls were not as frequent, but our, we emailed every day. You know, um, we pretty much still communicated on a, on a, a day-to-day basis. As our relationship began... Um, of course, you know, we talked more, phone calls were more, um, e- we emailed more. Everything was went from day to day to a few times a day um, in, in various uh, forms of communication. And as our quote unquote, I guess you want to call it honeymoon phase kicked in where we just could not stop talking to each other. And of course, those are choices that we made. Um, within that time, we were spending anywhere from a thousand to $1,400 a month on phone calls. And as a man, my husband got to the point where he became, he began to get very uncomfortable because once he became my boyfriend and my fiance and then my husband, He's a provider and he did not want to keep on just giving away this money to the prison system. He did not like it. There were times where he really, really was like, baby, you know, we got to cut these phone calls down. And we tried several times. We got a little better at it, you know, but it's, it's really hard, you know, especially when you're in that in love stage. So by no means am I making excuses for the, the type of money that was spent. 
But I will say that um, even when I went to pick up his property and I got his receipts from his commissary, I did not do the numbers. Um, literally, you know, I, I, I did them in my head as I was putting the receipts together in order from year to date. And it was roughly about 10000 as well. And so we're talking about anywhere between $30,000 in almost three years. With my husband having about five more years to go, you do the math. You do the math off of one person, off of one person. So, back to the numbers, guys. Percent of formerly incarcerated people who are unemployed, 27%. Average daily wage of incarcerated workers, 86 cents an hour. Average earnings someone loses over their lifetime by being incarcerated, 500000 now, this article that I have, and again, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says the American prison system is massive. So massive that its estimated turnover of $74 billion eclipses the GDP of 133 nations. What is perhaps most unsettling about this fun fact is that it's the American taxpayer who foots the bill and is increasingly padding the pockets of publicly traded corporations like Corrections Corporation of America and GEO Group. Combined, both companies generated over 25 billion in revenue in 2012 and represent more than half of the private prison business. So what exactly makes the business of incarcerating Americans so lucrative? This article goes into explaining about how In 1970, lawmakers were dealing with a nation of rash, drug use, and crime. 1971, President Richard Nixon set a president for hardline policies towards drug-related crimes. The governor of New York, Nelson Rockefeller, followed suit declaring for drug-pushing life sentence, no parole, no probation. His policies once put into action promised 15 years to life in prison for drug users and dealers. Also talks about how the growth of it colossal, the correction system that currently houses 2.2 million inmates. The article goes further down into saying in 1982, three Texas businessmen, Tom Beasley, John Ferguson, and Don Hudo, saw opportunity in in the shortcomings of the Texas correction system's inability to deal with the influx 
of incarceration. They devised and executed a plan to secure the first government contract to design, build, and operate a corrections facility for the immigration and naturalization service of the Texas, I'm sorry, of the Texas Department of Justice. Contract in hand, the trio was given 90 days to open a detention center for undocumented aliens. As their January 28th deadline neared, Hudo, Ferguson, and Beasley had no facility, no staff, and their experiment seemed doomed to fail. On New Year's Eve in 1983, Beasley decided to get crafty. Well, well, we'll just have to go to Houston and find a place, he, repo- he reportedly told Ferguson. Ferguson replied, Tom, you're crazy. There's no possible way this is New Year's Day. There is no possible way we can find a place today. Beasley simply responded, we have to. The three men immediately got on a plane and they began their search. They were rejected plenty of times and then they came up they came upon this Olympic motel at 1 a.m. on New Year's Day and immediately began negotiations that lasted for three days. After hiring the hotel, I'm sorry, after hiring the motel's owner's family and promising to return the motel to its original condition, the group was in business. They then converted all of the motel rooms to secure sales, secure transportation, and open shop. In January 28th, in um, 1983, when 87 inmates were brought in, Hudo, Ferguson, and Beasley formed Corrections Corporation of America, the largest prison private network in the United States. With the precedent in set, um, president set with the first private detention center, CAA changed the face of U.S. Correction, corrections for good. The private sector came to be seen as a quick fix to the problem of overcrowded, understaffed public prisons. Today, privatized prison makes up 10% of the corrections market, turning over 75 four billion a year this article goes um a lot further and says some states like indiana have managed to keep prices low at around fourteen thousand per inmate while states like new york pay around sixty thousand to keep its citizens behind bars the cost of running the american prison system is expensive and has become increasingly so despite public opinion. Now, it goes on to tell about a study that was placed um, saying that incarceration has increased by 700, by 700% in the last four decades. That has cost taxpayers about $39 billion. As it goes on further, it tries to break up... Um, the thirty, the thirty-nine million, which at this point in the article, it can only account for thirty-three point five billion, saying that there is a five point four billion dollar gap between the reported um, budgets. 
and how much the taxpayer is still paying the 39 billion um the CAA operates the fifth largest prison system public or private and the system in the US under the control includes 51 owned and operated facilities in 16 states and contracted management of 18 more states state-owned facilities in seven states this network allows CAA to maintain a 44% stake in the 7.4 billion private corrections market for a market cap of 3.53 billion all this equates to a massively profitable operation for the CAA who recorded 1.64 billion in revenue 80 883.1 million of which came from state governments in 2012 um Studies mostly agree that privatized prisons save money on a balance sheet with short-run savings averaging about 19.25% and long-run savings averaging about 28.82%. In fact, many states have uh, statutes that require a certain percentage of savings. Florida, 7%. Texas, 10%. Kentucky, 10%. Mississippi, 10%. And contracts with private correction providers. On paper, private correction facilities are almost always more efficient than public ones. CAA reports savings of 68.7% versus various government agencies for a thousand new beds added. CAA was able to generate these savings while also recording at 29.6 operating margin and $17.53 per man per day in 2012. Are private prisons really that more efficient or are we missing something here? And that is my question. New, New Jersey spends more per prison Uh, per prisoner the hidden cost of releasing a thousand inmates jumps to one million six hundred and forty five dollars and guys as i said this is a extremely long long article but you definitely get the point and what i have been trying to research and trying to figure out we as taxpayers are not only funding this but within us funding it we're also using our same taxpayer dollars and putting it into the prison twice twice and it's ridiculous it is robbery on my next on my next a serious note facts that is something else that I want to jump into 
And the reason why I'm saying it after robbery is because what comes to mind is something that is very, very important to me that I want to talk about, that I want to break down. I am just doing research on it right now. And basically, it is about Big Pharma. It is about the punishment of the low-level dealers. It is about how they get away with the same exact crime and all they have to do is pay fines. Um, a couple of millions of dollars here and there and yet the lower level are actually in prison and that's why when I say the word rob it comes to mind because I feel like our families our men especially our black men are being robbed of the same 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 liberties as big pharma big pharma is doing the same thing you know the fight against opioid addiction the fight against drugs all of these things are starting with big pharma but yet big pharma gets a slap on a wrist and pays money out to these families no incarceration nothing and so again it's about the money it's about the business and this is something that is becoming extremely passionate to me and again I am doing a lot of research when it comes to this topic of the economics of the prison system as well as the responsibility and the punishment that our incarcerated men and women are getting versus the people who created the actual problem being able to walk away with just writing a check So guys, please continue to join me on this journey. Please continue to tune in. As I said before, you know, I'm focusing on the love. I'm going to always talk about the love. I'm going to tell my stories about me and my husband. I'm going to give you these memes of the day. But I am going to come with these facts. I'm going to come with these facts and I hope that it is also giving you guys something to think about. If at any point you have information you want to share with me, please do. I am open to it. I will say that over and over again. I am open to it. So I appreciate you guys tuning in with me on another episode episode eight and this was on a serious note facts well guys this concludes our episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope you were entertained and most of all i hope you will continue this journey with me Be sure to hit the subscribe button, guys. As I stated in my previous episodes, as I continue this journey, I will get better. 
I promise to bring you good content to keep you entertained. Make sure to follow the show's social media. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. If you want to submit questions, advice, or comment on the show, hit the message link in the show's description and I will respond on my bonus episode on Fridays. For brand promotions, if you want to join in on an episode, share a story, spread some knowledge, please email me. Please email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I look forward to bringing you my next episode. So please stay safe, stay blessed, and welcome to Wetlock. Wetlock Podcast is now available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, and iHeartRadio. You can also find updated episodes, discussion forms, contact information on the website, wetlockchroniclespodcast.com.